Okay, uh, man, as we kick into the love month, uh, we're going to start, and I'm going to be it out of order. Is that all right? Of course, y'all didn't know there was an order, did you? But uh, usually every year we start out with God, and uh, we're going to go back to that. Uh, but because we do have kind of a break next week, we have guest speakers uh, we're just going to whisk lay things out. So we're talking about loving God. We're going to talk about loving others today. We're going to talk about loving our spouse. We're going to talk about loving our children. Uh, we're, we're just going to have a great month as we lay out uh, this love month and what it means to, to love God, to be loved by God. And uh, it's, it's going to be a fun day. But today, we're going to talk about each other. Don't you like talking about other people? Isn't it fun? I know some of y'all are very good at it. I've seen your Facebook page. <laughs> I'm not telling you to stop talking about people. I just want you to stop the way you talk about people. It's okay to talk about people if what you say is lifting them up. If when you say it, they feel better than you, they did before you said it. It's okay to talk about people if when they leave your presence, they feel loved. Amen? I'm telling you, there's nothing that'll stop gossip quicker than the person you're talking about walking up. (laughs) That usually stops a conversation right there. Oh, but we're just going to learn how to do it. We're going to learn how to do it right. And uh, we're going to be blessed. Amen? So today we're talking about, today we're talking about loving others. So let's look this morning. We're going to look at this scripture several times this month. But let's begin in Mark chapter 12. We're going to start reading in verse number 28. And uh, this first part is uh, what we're going to cover a couple of weeks from now. But we're going to jump down to part number 2. And uh, that's what we're going to jump on. Because last week we talked about, we closed out the month of January looking at the culture of the Lord's house. We have a culture of prayer. We have a culture of giving. We have a culture of fasting. We have a culture of diversity. We have a culture of fun. It's fun to come to church, isn't it? It's fun to be a Christian. It's fun to have fellowship with with people. And so we want to, as we build that culture, uh, today I want to jump in, talk about the diversity of the Lord's house and uh, how we need to learn to get along and how we need to learn to get along with everybody. Can I get an amen? Mark chapter 12, you should be there, chapter verse 28. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him. You know, everything they did was try to trick Jesus up. Every question they asked was to try to get him to say something wrong so that they could get him by the law, and they were always looking to get him in trouble. And so they had already, he'd already answered some questions and they, he had answered them, you know, well and they couldn't get him on anything. And so they tried again. Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered them. And when he answered, he's quoting Deuteronomy. And he quotes there and he says, The first of all the commandment is, Hear, O Israel, The Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. We're going to cover those four things here in a couple of weeks. Because I truly, don't you want to learn to love God? 
Man, if we can learn that, if we can love God right, we'll love people right. And so that's why I said I'm a little out of order. So we're going to go back to that. He said, that's the first commandment. And the second is, namely this. This wasn't in Deuteronomy. You know, you notice everything Jesus did. People think, well, when Jesus came along, he made it easier. No, he actually made it harder. He actually came in and said, it's not just what you do, it's the motive you do it with. It's not just what you say, it's what you're thinking. I mean, because God knows the heart. And so he said, yeah, you're looking at the first commandment, love the Lord your God. And he said, here's the second one I'll give you. Love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. So as we, as we go into the love month, as we start looking and talking about how we're going to do this, how can we love others? Well, first of all, I mean, we just got to get right to the point. You can't love other people until you've experienced the love of God. You can't, because the Bible says God is love. See, God doesn't love the way we love. We love conditional I love you if you love me. I, you do nice to me, I do nice to you. But you do me wrong, now we got trouble. That's not the way God loves. God loves with agape love. Unconditional love, expecting nothing in return. He doesn't return evil for evil. He just simply loves us. And then when we've received that love and we've been changed by that love, I mean, when we've experienced true uh, being born again and the love of God, our sins forgiven, man, now we truly want to give that kind of love. Yet, there's people in the world that know nothing about the love of God at all. Yet, if, if they do a better job loving people than a lot of Christians. It's a shame. Because if we say we've experienced love and we know what true love is, then why aren't we displaying that? Because he said, by this, this is what I'm we got to talk about this. By this, what's this? Everybody say this. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples. By how many times you attend church in a month. By how much you tithe. By, by, by how much talent you have. How much money you have. Where you're from. No. He said, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. That you have love one for the other. And we wonder sometimes if you look at the church and you look at people and you watch Facebook and you see what's going on in the world, it's no reason why people in the world look at the church and go, you bunch of hypocrites. Because we are. Because we come to church on Sunday and we worship and we say, I surrender all, but I hate you. It's not the way it works. And it's our love. Because see, love is an action. We're going to talk about this all month. 
Love is an action. Okay? Now, this is, this is not even in the notes. It's not even in the notes, but I just want to help you. Where's all my men? Raise your hand, men. All right, I'm, can I help you? I got to help you. I know some of you are uh, calendar challenged. You're, you're, you're holiday challenged. Listen, tell you, Valentine's Day is coming. February 14th. Okay? Now, we're going to have a Valentine's banquet on Saturday night. That don't count. On February the 14th, on the day. Well, I want to, I show my love wife I love her every day. Good for you. Just don't skip the 14th. When every, when the whole world chooses that day, don't be the one that don't. I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help. Really, I'm trying to help myself. Because Saturday night, when y'all all come to the banquet, I'll be able to tell who gave something or not. Because there'll be some wives sitting up there. I'll be like, yeah, he forgot. He forgot. It's not about money. But here's the deal. You got plenty of time. Don't drink a cup of coffee or don't have a Starbucks or don't fast one meal between now and then. It's not write a letter, write a poem, make a, make a personal card. to do. Listen, do something. You say, I don't have no money to buy flowers. Go up in somebody's yard and pick one. If they say, what are you doing? Say, my pastor told me to. Talk to him. I'm broke and my wife needs a flower. They'll probably have mercy on you. No, don't steal nothing. Go, go ask. Listen, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I can, remember, I can remember my mama saying that the most, the most romantic, the, the most memorable gift she got was one year when my daddy gave her an old cigar box with a snicker in it. Because they had no money. But he still gave her something and said, I loved you. You see, love is an action. It's not just a word. You can say you love God. And I'm fixing to read you that scripture. That's going to hurt your feelings. But I'm going to make you happy first. Love is an action. And so we've got to not just say we love people. We've got to prove that we love people. And we've got to celebrate people. And we've got to let people know that they are important to us. Amen? Do you know the the definition of prejudiced? I mean, everybody's a little prejudiced in in some area. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a prejudiced husband. I know my wife's the prettiest. I'm a prejudiced father. I know my kids are the best. I'm a prejudiced pastor. I think I've got the best church. And so all of us have a little bit of a prejudice in us, thinking ours is the best. But the definition of prejudice is an unfair feeling of dislike for a person or a group because of race, sex, religion, etc., It's a feeling of like or dislike for someone or something, especially when it's not reasonable or logical. There's a whole lot of folks that don't like somebody else, and it's for 
unlogical reason. There's no reason because of there, there, There's no purpose to it. There's no point to it. I just don't like you because you're different than me. Well, first of all, everybody's different than me. No, no, nobody is like you. we got to learn to celebrate the differences and understand that we're all different, yet we're all alike. Amen? We have differences, we have likenesses. Come come up, come stand up here, Pastor Marcelo. Come, Doris, you come stand. And, uh, Queen and Cody, y'all come stand right here. Larry, you and Sir Leah, would you come stand right here with me? Uh, all right, where's Griselda? Griselda, come on, come stand up here with me. And jo- Joni, come, come stand up here with me, would you? All right. What did you do wrong? We don't have time to go over all that. <laughs> I could call a lot more of you, but this, 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 let's just talk about this for a second. These, these, they, they look, some of them look alike, some of them look different, but there's a lot of differences here. Cody, he's just a good old Texas boy. Huh? Let's, let's call him a Caucasian. He's the white boy in the, in the group. <laughs> then we have a Zambian. Okay? And we have a Colombian. And a Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> They're crazy. Any other Brazilians in the house? Yeah. Right there, right there, right there. Back there. Yeah, yeah. Any other Colombians in the house? A few more. How about Zambians? <laughs> we'll have another Zambian here next week So you, you won't feel so alone Brazilian African American But he really he's from Louisiana So that's like another country right there <laughs> Mexico Romania <laughs> That's what you did wrong From the wrong place No I'm just saying I'm playing Here's the deal Look we look at people in our church. I mean, we have many more. How many is from other nations besides just these? Puerto Rico. There you go. Nicaragua. Oh, my goodness. Where's, yeah, where's Pastor Elias? In the, Nicaragua. Nicaragua in the house. More Nicaraguans over here. Yeah. So we have many nations. Come here, Jane. Come here. Come here, Jane. My goodness. We don't want to leave you out. Any, 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 does anybody know where Jane's from? Huh? Here, d- d- Jane, say, say hello to everybody. Yeah, no, just... just in, in. <laughs> I love her accent. Czechoslovakia. See, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. See, this is the Lord's house. And many, many more. We have many, so many nations. 14 nations right now and growing. So, it's easy. <clears throat> and even one Canadian. <laughs> See, that, that's what the Lord's house is all about we, we, we talked about this last week We talked about the culture of the Lord's house And how the, the church was founded on Isaiah 2-2 And all nations shall flow into the Lord's house The mount of the Lord's house shall be established And all nations shall flow you see, we're all different. But yet, if, we, if you cut every single one of us, we bleed red. 
And every single one of us are created in the image of God. See, people have a view. Well, no, God's white. No, God's black. No, God's brown. Or God's yellow. Or come here, Nicole. <clears throat> maybe, maybe God's Malaysian. You know, I mean, y'all, I mean, you heard y'all, y'all, y'all. I know y'all have heard the story about the two guys, the white guy and the black guy, that were arguing. God's white. No, God's black. God is white. No, God's black. And they said, "Well, when we get there, we'll find out." Sure enough, they both died, and they stood before God, and they said, "Now we're going to find out." The guy said, "I know God's white." The guy said, "No, God's black." About that time, God stepped out and said, "When is this, Senor?" <laughs> <laughs> Some of y'all liked that. The other ones didn't. <laughs> this is the Lord's house. We are all created. And for you to have a prejudice. What's a prejudice? A like or dislike based on a illogical reason. Well, I don't like them because this. Their, their, their skin color is a little different than mine. They're, they're, they're from a different... And see, what it boils down to is you just don't understand where they're from. See, I, I don't understand why you would invite me yesterday to eat chicken feet. I don't want no chicken feet. I don't either. Listen, Doris loves chicken feet. I went, to, I went to Columbia. Her mama cooked me some chicken feet and I sucked the fat off every toenail. But I don't plan on doing it again. But when in Colombia, you do like Colombians. Well, not really. I didn't do any cocaine while I was there. But <laughs> see, that's a prejudice right there. That's looking and say that that's making a that is that is making a blanket statement about oh, all Colombians are drug dealers. No, they're not, and they don't all drink coffee either. We have, we, isn't it amazing how we have so many ideas and we associate people groups and we associate this and that and we put that whole stereotype on that person. And then we know this old Texas boy, this country boy, he, he did something one time and, you know, somebody said something and, you know, they made a racial comment and so now I don't, I don't like none of them Texans. And, and we, we, we lump a whole group of people just because one person said or did something stupid. Amen? Amen? That's not how we do things at the Lord's house. See, at the Lord's house, hold hands. We love one another. At the Lord's house, we are all one family. We are all created in the image of God. When we, when we die, we're all going to heaven because we all know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We've all been born again. We all had this in common. We were born in sin, shaping an iniquity, and we were all on our way to hell. But then we met a man named Jesus, amen, who gave us new life. And now then, we're all on our way to heaven. We've got that in common. All the other differences, we've got to learn to live with. And we've got to learn to love. Amen? Come on, give them a hand clap. Thank you, guys. Everybody's different. Listen, even the people from your own country, even the person, they're, they're, they're different. But yet we come to the Lord's house and we sit together and we love one another.
I mean, I, I mean, look at it. Let, let me. If, if that right there didn't ever, all the countries, if that didn't prove it to you, I'll prove it to you right here. Look here. We have an Oklahoman sitting by an Arizonian sitting by a Texan. And they all love one another. <laughs> Come on now. Here's what's crazy. We don't only have prejudices about other countries. We have prejudices about other states. I mean, right now, there's two groups of people that are at odds. And normally, they might even like each other. But because they're rooting for a different football team, now you are the enemy. And I'll say hurtful things to you. I'll put you down. I'll call you names. I can. I do all of that because I don't agree with who you're going for in the Super Bowl. I don't even know who's playing. I'm not. I forgot. Yeah, I know. It's nothing the Cowboys, so I don't. Who cares? <laughs> no. Listen. Here's the deal. It, see, we all have differences. We all have preferences. I mean, how in the world could I have a prejudice against Mexico and Mexicans when I eat Mexican food probably more than they do? <laughs> that don't make any sense, does it? Why? How in the world could we? But yet, we pick, we love to pick little things. We, we like to take because somebody, and here's the deal, prejudice is not, you're, you're not born with it, you're taught it. Why are y'all so quiet today? Okay, since y'all are being real quiet, just let me go ahead and read this scripture to you. First John chapter 4, verse number 20. If a man say, I love God. Come on, everybody say it with me. I love God. Man, don't we do a good job at saying that on, on, on Sunday? No, no, don't you see, man, don't, don't you see all those people on Facebook that post, you know, those scriptures and post everything? And, and then the next thing they post, you're like, hmm. Pastor, what are you talking about? If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother. He is a liar. Somebody say, ouch. For if he loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God Love his brother. You can't say you love God when you hate somebody else. You can't say. But pastor, I see people saying it all the time. I, yes, me too. I, I'm, just, I, I'm just here to tell you in a nice way today, they're a liar. They're, they're not telling the truth. Because the Bible says, I didn't say it. Don't be mad at me. If a man says he loves God, but he hates his brother, he's a liar. And the Bible says all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. 
I hear people all the time talking about, oh, they're the different, they're precious, this and that. And they say, well, when we get to heaven, we'll all work it out. No, we won't. Because you're not going to make it. If you don't love them down here, you're not going to get a chance to love them up there. This was supposed to be a fun message. I'll save that for fun Sunday. Whenever that is. Mm. Love is an action. Everybody say action. Love is not just what I say, but love is what I do. Love is how I respond. Love, listen, and I want love out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You know, it don't take you too long to know what's in somebody's heart when you just listen to what's coming out of their mouth. There's a lot of hate coming out of people's mouth today. But I'm going to tell you something, church. Can I tell you? It might happen in the government. It might happen on TV. It might happen on Facebook. Amen. It might happen a lot of places. Just don't let it happen in the Lord's house. Don't let it happen with us. We are a family. We are happy and we love each other. Don't let other people's prejudices and other people's uh, problems get in here and mess us up. Huh? There's a lot of folks that might come in and they look around and they go, oh, it's not the church for me. It might not be. Because if you can't love everybody, if you can't see everybody as equals, if you can't see the beauty in everyone else, if you can't celebrate the diversity, then maybe it's not. Because that's what we do at the Lord's house. We love God and we love each other. And we love indeed. What, what, so if I love, if I love God and I love these people and I love all these different nations, what am I doing to show it? You know, usually people have prejudices because they don't understand the other person. How can I overcome that? Well, you got to get to know them. You, 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 you maybe need to invite them out to eat. Maybe you need to invite them to your house. Maybe you need to sit down with them and have coffee. Maybe you need to talk to them. And you know what you're going to find out? What you're going to find out is they're a hard worker. You're going to find out they have a wife that they love and, and who they're trying to please. And you're going to find out that they have children that they're putting up with. And you're going to find out that they're struggling to pay their bills just like you. And then you're going to go, wow, there's not really, we don't really have any differences. We're all the same. We're just trying to get by. We're, we're, we're just, we just want to be loved. We want somebody to love us. We want somebody to care about us. I mean, we we want to work hard and we want to make a living. We want to be blessed. We want to prosper in the United States. We want to be blessed in this country. And we, you know what? And, and I'm going to get involved in all this other stuff that's going on. I'm going to stick my focus I mean, on loving God and loving everybody around me. What am I teaching in my home about other people groups. You see, here's the deal. You might not be teaching your children prejudice, but they're watching your actions. And so here's the deal. You may not even really have a prejudice in you, but maybe you're driving and somebody pulls in front of you of a different color, and you might just make a comment, you stupid whatever, and call their nationality 
all of a sudden you've taught your child that that other culture is not as good as we are. And all of a sudden you put that little seed in their heart. And now then they grow up and that just develops. And I'm telling you, the world will feed that. They're feeding it. It's just, it's ridiculous. Let's be better than that. Amen? Let's be better than that. Because listen, there ain't nothing worse than driving, getting in a car, and somebody cut you off in traffic, and then you yell and scream at them and give them ugly signs and, and all that, and then y'all have a confrontation, and then you both pull up in the parking lot and hit the same church. <laughs> then one of you don't want to come in. And then you realize, oh, <laughs> that, was, that was my pastor that I just waved at. <laughs> Oops, what do my actions teach? See, it's not just your words. Well, I don't say anything bad. I don't say anything negative. I don't say anything derogatory about other people or whatever. You know what? Men, your sons need to see you elevating, motivating encouraging, loving your spouse. We're going to talk about that not long. Because they need to, otherwise they'll start looking down on the gender. My wife is not here today. She's, she's on her way. But uh, if she was here, I wouldn't say this. She already knows it. She just doesn't say it out loud. But I, I, I heard this week the new study. Women's harder, stronger. Women live longer. I can't even say this one. They're more intelligent. (laughs) Basically, women are superior. (laughs) And it's easy, it's easy for, for as a man to say, that ain't true, and then she's been gone two days, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Starving to death and everything's going to pot. I'm like, she's got to hurry and get home. But if we're not careful, wives, your daughters hear you calling their daddy stupid all the time. Stupid man, stupid. And you really don't even mean it. You're just mad. But all of a sudden they start hearing and they start thinking all men are stupid. And so now we have a whole generation. We have every sitcom, every single... Jacob just pointed this out to me the other day. He, he, said, he said, Dad, have you noticed... And it's been forever. Hey, have you noticed it now? It, all the sitcom, whatever, it makes the kids and the teenagers look smart and like they know what... And the parents look like total idiots. Do you think that's by accident? No, 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 no. That's by design. But listen, come on. We got we to gotta get things back in order. We've got to get things right. We've got to get things right in the home. We've got to get things right in the church. We've got to get things right in our heart. Listen, it's okay to be proud of your heritage. Wherever you're from, you need to celebrate it. You need to be excited about it. You need to be proud of it. But don't minimize someone else's heritage. Amen?
people, everybody say people. I'm, when I say people, I mean everybody. People are not the enemy. People are not the enemy. People are not your problem. That's not your problem. You say, well, pastor, what's the problem? Ephesians six twelve. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The devil is our enemy. The, Satan is the problem. Your neighbor's not the problem. Your spouse is not the problem. Your kids may act like the devil, but they're not. <laughs> they just need training and a whipping. And we're going to talk about that on Kid Sunday. And we're going to be passing out paddles. I'll ask Brother Merced to bring me a bunch of paint stirs from the paint store. And we'll pass them out because some of y'all need them. <laughs> yeah, that's not a paddle, is it? Yeah, no. Here we go. Matthew chapter 5 verse 44. But I say unto you, how many knows if Jesus says something to us, it's pretty important. See, here's the deal. We, the people are not our enemy. But what we do, we don't, we don't get to the root of the problem. We just look at the symptoms. The devil can make people act mighty ugly, can't they? I mean, when we rely on our flesh, we'll say things, do things. Even as Christians, we're not perfect. We, we still got a sin nature. And the Bible says if we walk in the Spirit, we'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But I can tell you, we don't walk in the Spirit all the time. And when you walk in the flesh, the flesh will say and do the wrong thing. And it'll hurt people's feelings. But as a Christian, here's what the world, you say, what's the difference? Here's the difference. The world will cuss you out, act to everything, and then walk away like they're justified. Christians, we say things and do things we shouldn't, but then the Holy Spirit convicts us, and we know it's wrong, and we have to apologize. You need to go to that person that you said something about, that you made feel uncomfortable, and you need to say, I'm sorry. The world doesn't apologize. They don't care. I said it. it don't, who cares what anybody else thinks as long as I'm right and that's the way I feel. And that's, you know, just because that's the way you feel, don't make it right. Well, that's how I told the truth. Sometimes you need to keep the truth to yourself. Huh? Two ladies standing in front of the tombstone. lady was just crying mourning her husband's loss the other lady looked in red on the tombstone his last words yes you look fat in that dress <laughs> that, that was it that was his last word sometimes you don't need to tell the truth keep the truth to yourself but if you're going to tell the truth, and we always tell the truth. The Bible says, it, speak the truth in love. If you're telling somebody the truth just because you want to hurt their feelings, just because they need to know. No, that's the, wrong, that's the wrong motivation. If you're telling somebody what they're doing is wrong to try to help them, and then you're willing to walk with them and help them, 
the shepherd sometimes would break the little lamb's leg if it was too wild, but then he carried it until it was well. If you're not willing to carry them, don't be breaking legs. Huh? Be careful. But I say unto you, love your enemies. And I got off my friends. I mean, we're talking about our church. We love everybody in here. We all, we all love Jesus. And we, you know, we all look different. We're all going, but we're all going to heaven. And I, I can learn to love you, but I, I don't like them. You don't know what they're doing. They're, they're doing bad. And, they're, and, and we're, we're crossways. And you don't know what they did to me. And you don't know what they said about me. And love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Hmm. That's, that's hard to do. Isn't that hard to do? Bless them that curse you. I was playing golf one time. I've told you all this story. And I got behind an older gentleman that was not a good golfer. And every time he hit a bad shot, which was every time he swung the club... He would take God's name in vain. And man, that just, ugh. And so I thought, you know what? If, if, if he can curse God, I can bless him. And so every time we get up on the tee box, I'd say, praise the Lord. We went to the next hole, he hit another bad shot. And I said, praise the Lord. Every time he cursed him, I blessed him. About halfway through, he got quieter and quieter and pretty soon he didn't say it no more he didn't want to hear me say praise the lord i guess i don't know but i thought you know what if he can curse god why can't i why can't i bless him but we got to be careful who's your enemy i just told you it's the devil not a person we're going to do good to them that hate you now now pastor you're just talking crazy you want me to love my enemies is one thing. You want me to bless somebody that's cursing me? And now you want me to do good to somebody that hates me? And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Well, why in the world would I want to do that? By this, they'll know you're my disciple that you have love. Anybody can hate who hates them. Anybody can curse who curses them. Anybody can do good to them that does good to them. But it takes somebody of a different nature and a different culture and a different kingdom to bless those that curse you, to love those that hate you, to do good to those who do bad to you. And by this, they'll know and they'll say, what's different about you? And then you can say, nothing good in me, just Jesus. I love that song. The only good thing in me is Jesus. The rest of it's pretty rotten, isn't it? Here we go. Last scripture. 1 John chapter 3, verse 11. I'm, I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures, if that's all right. I want you to just listen. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was the wicked one and slew his brother... Wherefore, slew him. Why did he kill him? Because his own works 
were evil and his brothers righteous. We live in a world right now to where if, if, if you do good, if you believe good, if you believe right, if you're a Christian, then you're looked down on that you're called the evil one. Say, why did Cain kill his brother? It was because of the own evil in his heart. And the righteousness in his brother's heart convicted him. Sometimes you get on a job and, and, and you didn't do anything wrong. It's just the fact that you're a Christian. It's just the fact that you're trying to do good. People will hate you. But you hating them back is not a testimony. It's when you stand in the midst of it. Don't, don't, don't be a cane. Amen? Don't be a cane. How long, do y'all know how long Abel lived? Anybody know how old he was? He lived as long as he was able. <laughs> then his brother killed him. And he wasn't able to be alive anymore. Here we go. Marvel not, my brethren. If the world hate you, we know that we've passed from death unto life. Because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Y'all ready? Remember earlier, I said if, if, if you, the Bible said if you love God, but you hate your brother, you're a what? A liar. You know what's worse than a liar? I don't know. I don't know if, this is, if, if there's anything worse, but if there is, listen to this. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. I think I'd rather somebody lie on me than murder me. So maybe a liar is, is not as bad as a murderer. I don't know. but They're both pretty bad, aren't they? Sin is sin. And it causes a lot of bad stuff. If you hate your brother, you're a murderer. And ye know not. And you know no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever hate this world's... I'm sorry. Whosoever hath, not hate. Whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion for him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? What does that mean? It says if you have the world's good. You have a good job. You're successful. You, you, you have fed your family. You've, you, you, you've taken care and you have some left. See, here's the deal. We look at the world's needs and it can get overwhelming, can it? And you know what? I can look at it and I can say I can't do everything. But guess what? I can do something. He that hath the world's good. He, if you have something and you see your brother that has nothing and you don't have compassion and help him, how is the love of God in you? See, here's the deal. You can't help everybody. You've got to take care of your family. You've got to feed your kids. But if your kids are fed... And you see someone else is hungry, why don't you help feed them? 
See, we have manna house. We're feeding hungry people. And you say, well, how can I help? Well, if you gave an extra $5 this morning, if you marked it manna house, if you gave, then you bought groceries to help feed the hungry. You did it. Some, sometimes, not, not all the time, sometimes, when I see somebody on the side of the road, the Holy Spirit will just prick my heart and I'll, I'll give them something. But not all the time. But you say, well, but, what, I don't know who they are. I don't know what they're going to do with it. And, and, and they're just con artists. And, and that may be true. But guess what? When it leaves your hand, you put it in God's hands. What they do with it, God will require of them. But what you did with it, God will bless you. So, act, love is action. So next, next week, or not next week, the next week after that, we'll probably talk about God. Loving God, we're going to look at those four things with our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength. But, it, but it's still action. All of that stuff has action. If we say we love God, we've got to show it. And if we say we love people, we've got to show it. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to pray. And on your way out the door, next Sunday, next service, we're going to make it a point. Love is an action. You're going to make it a point. Why don't you make it a point to go meet someone that's different than you? Why, why, why don't you go up and you introduce yourself and say, Wow, what's Jack like? I've seen pictures. <laughs> I came to your house, had some food. I liked it. It was good. See, we, 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 we talk a little bit. We say, what, What's it like over there? What's, what's your family do there? And we, we talk to different ones. And may, maybe you say, Hey, you meet someone and say, Hey, next Sunday, let me take you out to lunch. And you go and you talk about, you, you see where they're from and what their family's like. And you get to know one another. You know what? As we get to know one another, man, we'll find out. We don't have a lot of differences. We're just all the same amount of weird. <laughs> Somebody asked me if I was over my malaria and all that. I went to the doctor this week. All is, all is well. I'm done. I'm released. I'm fine. I'm back to 100%. And, uh, but somebody said, I said, I'm back to normal. And they said, you weren't ever really normal. <laughs> Amy said, you're just back to Samuel. Yeah, I'm just back to Samuel. <laughs> it's not really normal. But guess what? You got to love me. You got to love my weird, love my crazy, love my silly, love my ugly, love my sweet. If I fail, you got to pick me up. And if I see you fall, I'm going to help pick you up. We're brothers and we're sisters. We're going to spend eternity together. We've got to learn to get along here. Let's start promoting love. Let's start promoting unity. Let's start promoting. Let's start celebrating the differences of our people. Let's, let, let's start learning from one another. And let's start loving God with all of our heart. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap. We're going to love everybody. I'm going to love everybody. Hey, can I, let me finish reading that scripture. Some of you are loving me a little bit less right now. Said, Pastor, you were closing. Here we go. Let's finish this. My little children, let us not love in word, Neither in tongue, 
but in deed and in truth. At the Lord's house, let's not just be a church that we say we're a house of prayer for all people. Let's welcome all people. And when they get here, let's not just say we love them, let's show them we love them. And see, that doesn't, that, that's not just about different colors or different genders. It, it, it's about, I don't care if, if they walk in off the street. Maybe they smell. Maybe, maybe they don't have the, the right clothes that you think they could, should wear. I don't care how they walk in those doors. I want them to feel loved. I told them Wednesday night, I just read that little, little story. It made me so sad because I know it's true. I've seen it happen. The man... He, man, he, just, he, he, he was lost, he was lonely, he needed fellowship, and he went to church and got to church and forgot to turn his cell phone off, and his phone rang, and the preacher glared at him, and all the people turned and looked at him. I mean, he just shrunk and humiliated and embarrassed, and he got up and left, and he went to the bar. When he got to the bar, he sat down, and he accidentally knocked over a glass of water. And all of a sudden, that same feeling, he shrunk humiliated but the waitress said oh it's okay and everybody around him said oh man it's no big deal everybody makes mistakes and he felt comfortable and he stayed at the bar don't let that happen why is it that people all over the world can can accept people for who they are and how they are. And when they make a mistake, they say it's no big deal. But when they come to church, we expect them to already be perfect. Can, can, y'all, can, y'all, even ima- can y'all believe that sick people go to the hospital? That's ridiculous. But that's how we feel about sinners coming to church. That's where sinners need to be. Just like sick people need to be at the hospital, sinners need to be at church. Yet when they show up, we want to look at them weird, like, why don't you have it all together? The deal is, you don't have it all together either. You've just learned how to cover it. You just dressed it up this morning. Well, since you clapped, I'll quit. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. 